You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, back with you here on Lake Night. Our next guest, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry Zagoda from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who covers uh, you know all things PJ as well as the uh, Minnesota United Soccer Club. He joins us now here on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, Jerry, how are you doing this uh, Monday night? Good. That was four Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry, I'm going to go ahead and give you a fifth. How you been, man? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome, man. Uh, we haven't chatted since uh, we saw each other, what, a few weeks ago up in the press box watching Minnesota United. But uh, but I'm doing well. And, look, I, I want to start the conversation about the 3M Open with this simple question. Was the 3M Open more about Scott Piercy just unraveling, as you mentioned in your, um, in your story, or was it more about Tony Finau just he was able to be that good on the final day? Uh, I think it was more the unraveling. I mean, um, Piercy got it to 20 under, and, you know, if he had just stayed there, even not even added to it, there's no way that anybody was going to touch him. But uh, you get to the, uh, I think, what was he, 20 under and had a five-shot lead after seven or eight holes, and he bogeys nine, bogeys, he starts, you know, bogeying a couple in a row, and then he gets to 14, which is just disastrous. He turns, gets a seven triple bogey there by Hitting it, getting it buried into the bunker, having the, having the ball up above his feet, not being able to do with much with it, taking a shot, you know, keeping it in the bunker with it with his next shot and then his third shot, putting it in the water, and then then Finau took advantage. He just stayed steady, you know. He just he started making some putts and uh, got the seventeen under. And before you know it, he was down by five, and then before you know it, he's up by three. You know, he got he's, he said he didn't watch the re, uh, leaderboards much, but once he got to sixteen, all of a sudden he had gone from a guy who was had been chasing three days, and all of a sudden, there he's sitting with a with a three shot lead. Until you know, I go ahead, you don't see that very often. Yeah, until I saw your story today, I didn't really, I didn't realize that Tony Finau had been a ten time PGA Tour runner up. Wow. Yeah, he's 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 the perennial runner up. I mean, he's uh, uh, not all seconds and majors, but a guy who was you know. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me here, but how many top tens he had in, in majors? Lots of them. He went went through several years where you know he he was just dependable at that, but something always went wrong, and he never seemed to win. He won was it 2015 or 2016 the Puerto Rico Open, then he won in the playoffs last year, the Northern Trust in, in the FedEx playoffs, and that's that's been it for a guy who had, who has been so good so long and is still only 32 years old. Talking to Jerry Zagoto from the Minneapolis Star Tribune here on Lake Nine on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Jerry Zagoda. All right, so tell me, what was it like yesterday with the uh, the masses that were out there watching at the 3M Open? What was the atmosphere like as Piercy's unraveling and Tony Finau starting to make that charge? Well, I think Tony was kind of the favorite for everybody um, starting the day, and, you know, you couldn't expect any of those guys to come through you. If you given most people the choice of Piercy or the field, then people would have taken uh, Piercy. But uh, 
you know, that's not the the way it worked out, but uh, it was a big crowd. I think partially because people who um, had tickets on Tuesday and got rained out and had to go home at 11 o'clock, they were able to use them to get back on the grounds on Sunday. So, I mean, it was a, a big crowd. I'm not sure, you know, you're walking through that. I'm not sure how many are, are big, huge golf fans, or they just want to come out have a beer and walk in the sun and, you know, see Ricky Fowler and, you know, the other people that uh, that they know by name. And uh, Fino certainly is uh, – Certainly is one of them. He had a big crowd. Ricky had a big crowd. Um, even a guy who was way out of contention, uh, Jason Day, had a few people following him. So um, it was. Uh, I, w- I was kind of surprised by the numbers, but then when you think about uh, the people coming back from Saturday, then I don't know if you were in a suite, you were out of luck. You weren't able to go back into the suite, but you were at least able to get back on the grounds. And I think a number of people uh, took the three M up on that. Yeah. So, so how would you categorize? I guess the field that we had this year for the 3M Open, because look, the last month and a half or so, everybody's been talking about PGA versus Live Golf and all of that, and there's been the, that massive controversy, and so you never truly know who's going to make it to 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 the 3M and who's not. But what did you make of the field overall? Well, it's no question it, it affected them. I mean, you know, they only you only had three guys in the top 25, but the good thing for them, and I'm sure Hollis was doing his happy dance afterwards, was that they finally in four years now. They've got themselves a name winner, you know, a guy who's uh, a top 20 player. Um, you know, even when Matthew Wolf, when he won, nobody really knew who he was. Michael Thompson didn't really, you know, people didn't know who that was. So, um, you know, not, now Finau, he's got a guy who's, uh, you know, they can they can promote. And, you know, he's, he's going to be back here, one, because he's the defending champ. And, two, he's been here all four years now because he has family up here, cousins and first and second cousins, and he likes to bring his family up here. They rented a house on the – on the 10th hole and did some fishing when he wasn't playing. So uh, um, he likes coming here. So one, you know, he's going to come back and two, he's the name people recognize. And uh, it's given the field they have, that's as good as Hollis could have done and as good as 3M could have done. You know, you you just stole my thunder there with, with your answer to that previous question, because the bottom line is the 3M open wins because Finau ends up being the champion. And the name recognition matters, and so hopefully that will propel and even create a better field, hopefully next year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the, the world looks like with the uh, Live, Live, 54, what, IV, what, you know, whatever you want to call the that, that new thing, and we'll see how much that affects. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, even in the uh, worst-case scenario, that thing's got to have legs for a couple of years, so we'll see what it looks like, how many people have joined it by next uh, summer. Otherwise, you know, events like this can be could be in big trouble with the PGA, you know, the ones that aren't the, the bigger events. If uh, if you get more and more defections, people going over, over, over to the other side, I mean, it affected them this year. Uh, it's affected other tournaments of this size. Um, I know they, they've upped the purses for the bigger tournaments, trying to keep up with, with that other league, but uh, they're going to have to do something to help the smaller um, tournaments too as well if this keeps going like this. All right, so when you guys caught up, when the media caught up to uh, Tony Finau, what was his uh, – of course he was excited and, and he was in a, a very uh, – probably a, a, a great mood, not a good mood, but a great mood. But what was uh, what were some of the things that he was talking to you guys about in the media? I think he was just kind of grateful, you know, just seeing what – you know, he said it was kind of a lesson. He was glad his five kids, all young, got the chance to see it because, you know – he basically said, uh, it, you know, it gives, gives them the lesson that there, you know, good things happen when you work hard, and uh, it, that you know, for all the bad stuff, there is good stuff because they've seen him probably go through, you know, losing a lot of tournaments where he's, you know, been right on the verge, and something goes, you know, either bad break or he just doesn't close it down. So uh, 
he, he just sounded kind of uh, grateful and happy that his kids were there and his wife was there and some other uh, family members were there to, to, to watch him win because his first two wins, uh, I don't think any of them, maybe his wife was, but uh, his family as a whole certainly weren't worth were, were not with him. Yeah, talking to Jerry Zagoda from the Minneapolis Star Tribune here on Lake Night on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, according to your uh, your uh, your article today, uh, Scott Piercy, though, did not speak to reporters afterwards. He just kind of uh, walked off the course, uh, notably, you know, probably upset. Yeah, I mean, the PGA Tour is a little different covering it. I get the sense that it is the other, other sports, you know, any other sport. You know, they basically would be demanded to, to go and, and talk to the press conference. Here they kind of went through a loophole saying, well, he, he really wasn't challenging for the lead because he was already three three shots off. So, they did, you know, they weren't obligated to get him. So I got a couple little nuggets just watching him come off. Because it was, it, was kind of strange he came off, and he just ha- sort of had this weird little grin on his face. I don't know if he was just, you know, taking a look at it from all sides. And there was a kid – Yelling for a ball, so he threw the kid his ball, and then he went and gave uh, Finau a little bit later a big hug. So um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's going to take him some time to get over this because he had it in his hands, and uh, you know, it's it's a long time, especially when you're playing for the lead in the first three and a half days. And uh, you know, once a couple things bad things happen, he had that happen in a smaller way on Saturday, where he made a couple tired swings and. Um, you know, didn't quite close the door as much as he could have after after Saturday's third round, and then yesterday it all just came. You know, Jerry, came, I know this came undone. Yeah, Jerry, I know this isn't um a major uh, or anything like that, but the conversation around the PGA and live has been it's just been off the charts. Was there any of those rumblings even this weekend at the three M? Um, no, I mean you had guys like Charles Hall the third who withdrew because he went to the went to the live golf and um, I'm sure there are guys who these guys have talked about it a lot. There wasn't, there didn't seem to be a lot more to left to say about it at this point, other than the news of uh, Henrik Stenson losing his uh, captaincy because he joined in the new group. But uh, um, I, I don't think, I think most players just want to play now and not, not talk about it. It's been the, the topic of conversation here for, for weeks and weeks. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Hey, let me throw you, let me throw this one at you. This is just off the cuff. Uh, it's it's come out in the la- like the last three or four days that Live Golf wants to acquire the services of one Charles Barkley to be a part of the 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 talent that would be you know diving in and we know what this is about right this is to to get a personality to get a big name to have them a part of everything that they're doing does that do anything for for Live Golf I mean I, I mean or let me let me not ask that question not does it do anything because clearly it does do something. What does it do for Live Golf? Because for me, it doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. I want to hear Charles Barkley talk about the NBA and be on TNT. I'm not gravitating to Live Golf because of Charles Barkley. Yeah, well, first they should probably get a TV contract. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they're maybe this is the new world, and they're not intending that. That everything's streaming, and they're going to stream it on their website and YouTube and all that stuff. And they're going for certainly for different. Younger audience, if you can, you look at all the graphics they're using, you know, the, with this team concept and all this stuff, it, it's clear that they're aiming for for people uh, younger than you and me. But um, I mean, that's just a little shiny object for a little while. I don't know what that's going to do for, do for them unless you know, you can get them out there with that flawed swing and you can win a couple tournaments. 
Yeah, I just don't I, – the Charles – I just don't – like, I know that Chuck loves his money, and I know he wants to get, get you know, get paid, and he likes to gamble and all that. I just don't think that this uh, – Charles Barkley's already rich. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, well, I, just, I, I just don't get it. Aren't him and, and Shaq already doing enough commercials? <laughs> you turn it on, you go, you know, the, 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 these guys have the same agent because they're just one commercial after another after another. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, before I let you go, I do want to ask you a couple of questions about the um, about Minnesota United, uh, a squad that's, man, I mean, they're playing much better soccer here in the last month. What do you make of of how they're playing right now, and what, what do you think is the, the, the key to them playing much more inspired soccer here in the last three to four weeks? Well, it's funny when you score some goals, how much easier it becomes, huh? Yeah. You know? They go from, they go from twelfth place to, to third place in a matter of a few weeks, and a lot of that's because you know they're starting to score two or three goals a game. I think a lot of it is because Franco Fragapani is is healthier. He's more of a threat now. You put him with Reynoso, all of a sudden Reynoso has been become real productive the last four or five games, and um, you know even even a, a, a injury like they had where they, they lose a couple of their central midfielders and they move Robin Ludd down there. I mean, that's worked out really well for them. He plays well. Maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe he stays there uh, or at least plays some more there as the season goes along, even when everybody else gets healthy. But I, I think it's mostly Reynoso. And, uh, they, they, you know, Fargo Plenty just hadn't done much since he'd come here, sort of like uh, Adrian Unu, who they ended up cutting loose and sending back to France. But I think, I think uh, Fargo Plenty's healthy now, and uh, he just gives them a different dimension when he's, when he's attacking and playing in combination with – with Reynoso and the other guys up front. What do you think of my guy, Dane St. Clair, uh, getting an opportunity and being an all-star this year? Yeah, and getting the skills challenge, too. So, um, you know, it's funny how the world works out. You know, he's the, he's the backup, and all of a sudden, before, you know, it was the third game of the season, Tyler Miller comes down sick um, before the game, and they throw Dane in there, and boom, he's off. He plays the the rest of the game since then, he's probably going to make the, the Canadian Olympic team, which he wouldn't have if he had probably been sitting on the bench here for the last four months. So uh, funny how one little break can change everything. It, it, and you're 100% right, because check this out, Jerry. It was interesting because the Wolves season was still going on, right? And so, and, I, and I'm friends with Dane. Uh, lo- love watching him play for the United, and, and he's just a cool person that I uh, ended up uh, connecting up with over the course of the pandemic when the uh, when the protests and stuff were going on and United got me and him to do um, a show together. And I remember talking to him at one of, the, uh, one of the games there towards the end of the season, and Dane had mentioned to me a little bit about, it wasn't at the end of the season, maybe it was the middle of the season, but they were getting ready to get started, and he said, hey, yeah, I don't know, you know, there's some rumblings that I, I might be on the trade block. I'm not really sure what's going on, but, you know, my agent's kind of, you know, he's been hearing some stuff. And so, you know, he was a little bit concerned. I think that his confidence was a little bit not all the way there, which is understandable, right, because you're not sure if you, you know, what what's what your situation is. But ever since those rumblings have been shoved to the side and he's gotten that opportunity, he's totally blossomed this year. Well, just that first game on short notice when he didn't know he was going to play, he was he was excellent, and then, you know, they, they keep him the next game, and he kind of builds off that and builds off that. And, you know, he's really good, pretty good stopping penalty kicks. He's got very good size and range and um, not a lot of goals that he's given up. Um, you know, he's he stopped pretty much everything that he's needed to and, uh, and, and then some, probably a few on top of that. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. 
All right. It was good talking to you, Henry. All right. Take care. That's Jerry Zagoda. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jerry Zagoda. He covers uh, Minnesota United Soccer and the 3M Open and the PGA and LPGA for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.